welcome to Unstoppable Minds, a podcast out of the University of Florida, looking at the challenges and triumphs that come with a life in academia and research. I'm Dr. Kyla McMullen, an assistant professor of computer and information science and engineering at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And I'm Dr. Jeremy Wesa, a postdoctoral associate also here in the Herbert Wertheim College of Engineering. We know quite well that science, research, learning, it's all about trial and error. So we're sitting down with some of our colleagues here at UF who've stared down some pretty big challenges in the quest for knowledge. In this podcast, we've primarily focused on talking to professors, but in this episode, we'll be talking to an extraordinary student. And when I say extraordinary which is a word I don't use often, I really mean it in this instance. I actually know this student personally. And so we're going to hear a little bit about her story. Hi, I'm Mariel. I am a junior here at the University of Florida. I'm studying sports management. I'm hoping to graduate in the fall of 21. So everything went well for the first year of her being here in Gainesville, and she assimilated. She joined a sorority. She was living the normal college life, and out of nowhere, she just started exhibiting these crazy symptoms. And ultimately, you know, we we didn't know if she was going to make it. And by in my opinion, the grace of God, (laughs) she was able to make it through this experience and come out of it, but not unscathed. I mean, it changed her life forever. And the story of how she's persevered and overcome all of the challenges that she's faced is remarkable. So, Mariel, I know Jeremy is already very familiar with your story, but if you don't mind, I'd love for you to recount a bit of what you were experiencing going into your fall semester of 2017. What happened? So, at the beginning of my sophomore year, I started having neck pain, and I wasn't really sure what caused it, but it just kept getting worse and worse. And then I started having flu-like symptoms, started feeling really sick. They found that I had two strains of the flu and viral meningitis. I developed blood clots in my legs that were so bad that I couldn't walk. At that time, around November, December, I decided I wasn't going to be able to return to UF for the spring semester. And then that's when it really took a turn for the worst. Yeah, we were all kind of concerned that you wouldn't make it at that point. So I remember going into the ER. I remember being checked in, taken to my hospital room. And then I don't remember anything after that for the next two weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So at that time, I first had the three strokes in my brain. And when they were trying to stop the bleeding, that's when it caused the fourth stroke in my spine. So all of that caused paralysis, vision loss, and gave me trouble with words and numbers. So... With everything that happened to you, it sounds like you lost the ability to do a lot of things that, you know, you were just used to doing without thinking about. What tasks became challenging and like, how did you start to recover? Yeah, so I lost the ability to do pretty much everything. So I had to learn simple things when it came to the paralysis from sitting up in bed, getting dressed, getting into my wheelchair, 
getting around in my wheelchair. So all of those steps took a very long time to like kind of build up. But then on top of that, when I first had my strokes, I couldn't read at all. So I had to completely learn how to read again, do simple math. I would look at numbers and wasn't sure what they were. So I had to learn those simple things and also had to adjust to my field of vision. I mean, you lost a lot of things Mm -hmm. and it was really sudden, but you never lost the ability to work hard. Mm -hmm. And that's what I admire so much about you. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's something that I've always been like that. But when you go through something like that, it really pulls it out of you. You just kind of have to take it one day at a time and work to kind of get back to where you were. Mm hmm. I could imagine you thinking about, okay, I was a college student before this happened. Did you ever wonder about your return? Yes, that was something I was really worried about. As soon as they brought me into the Shepherd Center, they told me that I wouldn't be able to return to school for two years until the fall of 2020. So at that time, it was January 2018. That felt like forever away. And in my mind, I didn't really know how severe my situation was. I didn't really realize the limitations that I had and how rocky my health still was. So in my mind, I just had to learn how to get around and I'd be able to go back. But it was a really long transition of learning simple things and um, getting a hold of my health and all of that to be able to get back to the University of Florida. But that's really something that encouraged me to work hard and get back to being myself again so that I could return. So as Mariel was working on her recovery, there was an entire team back at UF that was cheering her on, including like her sorority, who raised money for her, and even helping her install like different stuff in her house back in Georgia so that she could have mobility. Yeah, that is so supportive. Like that's so important to have as you're recovering, you know, to have that support system. By the way, so after everything happened and she was able to recover, she re-enrolled in fall 2019. Oh, wow. She is persistent. Can you imagine? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Just a few years later. And I think what really helped her do that is that UF has so much support for students with disabilities. So our Disabilities Resource Center is something that supports over 3,000 students across our campus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I use them for some of my classes. Like for if you're a student who needs someone to do something as much as taking notes for you in class or giving accommodations for exams, you know, they have their own like private testing rooms. Whatever it is you need, DRC will figure out a way to accommodate you. And I've been so amazed in just how much support they offer to students. Like it's really good. And another piece of the puzzle that helped Mariel get back to life on campus is the incomparable Cypress Hall. Oh, yeah. That place is nice. It was opened in 2015 and is part of the reason why U.S. News and World Report ranked the University of Florida sixth for inclusion of students with disabilities. Mariel and her service dog, Molasses, a.k.a. Lassie, were kind enough to take us on a tour of Cypress Hall to show us how the facility helps her tackle day-to-day activities. 
This is Cypress Hall. It's one of the most successful dorms in the United States, which is really incredible. The mailboxes are lowered so that everyone could get into them. Even the paying mechanisms on the vending machines are at a different height so that everyone can use them. All the accessible dorms are on the first floor. So that's where my room is. So this is my room and I use the bang bar to open the door. It's like the circular accessible door buttons that you push, but it's a vertical so that people who don't have very much function in their hands can just bump into it and then it opens. Most of the rooms have these lift systems to help people get out of bed or into the bathroom. So it goes all throughout the room and the bathroom. It's at the ceiling and there is like the motor, I guess. And then you can attach different things to it. You can attach like a sling kind of thing. So I have my own room and then I share this adjoining bathroom with a suite mate. So the toilet has handrails next to it that you can move up and down so you can use them if you need to or if not. It also has a bidet if that's something that you like to use and it flushes just when you close the toilet seat so you don't have to actively push something to flush it. And then in the shower, it's a nice wide stall. There's a shower bench and the faucet is handheld so that you can take it off and use that as you need to. And then the sink is adjustable, so it's at a good height for me. I'm not really sure how I would kind of take care of myself independently without having an accessible dorm like this. It's more accessible than I need it to be, but that's great because it means that people who need that level of kind of accessibility and inclusion are able to get it. So, and it's great for me because I'm able to benefit from all these resources while I'm here. Mariel, what were you most worried about when you returned to the University of Florida? So as kind of shallow as it sounds, I was most worried about kind of what people were going to think when they looked at me. I was used to just kind of blending in being just an ordinary student. So that was something that I really kind of had to conquer coming back was kind of ignoring the stares and trying to not think bad thoughts when I would notice people looking at me. But one thing that I'm thankful for is when people look at me, they see my dog Lassie more than they see the wheelchair. So that kind of helps because it gives them a more positive response to kind of when they see us. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say has been the biggest challenge then? Other than that, it's really been my energy level. That was something I was really worried about coming back because I still have pretty bad fatigue. So learning to kind of balance my classes and just kind of my life outside of that, along with completely taking care of myself and getting around by myself, that's been difficult, but it's gone more smoothly than I thought. Yeah. And I know like in your classes with your professors, you're not asking for like additional accommodations. I do have accommodations, but I kind of try not to use them, which 
it's good and bad. It kind of pushes me to do it on my own, but I also kind of need to be careful not to overdo it. Yeah. So sometimes it does really come in handy that I do have those accommodations, but I do try really hard to be just a normal student doing everything that everyone else is doing. It's there for the bad days. Mm-hmm. So, Mariel, I know you found a mentor in Randy Wright at the College of Journalism and Communication as you explore your passion in sports. Can you talk about how that's going and what you've been working on in that world? Yeah, so I've had some really great opportunities this semester, and I'm really thankful for the help that he's given me. So I've interviewed almost all of the seniors from the gymnastics team and have been able to write features on them that have been published in the programs of the gymnastics meet. And one of them was actually put up on Twitter the other day because they were posting something about Sierra Alexander and kind of mentioned me in it to read the feature that I did. So that was really cool. That's exciting. Yeah, Yeah. that is really cool. Uh Are there other things that you're working on? I volunteered with the Pro Bowl in January. Mm. So I actually did that trip totally on my own. I took a bus to Orlando because I can't drive because of my vision. But I booked a bus ticket, booked a hotel room, worked there two days, and got some good experience before coming back to Gainesville. So that was cool. My main goal right now is focusing on my career path and what I kind of want to get involved with to see where I want my future to be. So that's a lot of what I'm working on right now. Well, we don't know what we're made of until we're tested. And nobody knows better than you that it's our ability to handle what life throws at us that defines who we are. Did you know that you were this strong, Mariel? I always knew I was strong, but not this strong. It felt kind of easier because it wasn't thrown at me all at once. It was also kind of a slow transition from leaving school to being at home and being sick and trying to figure out what was going on. So in that time, I was able to kind of come to terms with my situation and realize that I was going to have to fight this no matter if I wanted to or not. It's something that you really have to take one day at a time because if you look ahead to the future, it's too overwhelming. You think this is going to be the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do this? But if you take it one day at a time, like I just have to wake up tomorrow, I have to do this and this, and then the day will be over. We'll move on to the next day. Well, Mariel, I have enjoyed getting to know you and just hearing your story. And you are such an inspiration. So what would you say to other students who are facing challenges in their lives as well? I encourage people to focus on what they're passionate about and work to be able to do that again. I realized over the months of getting back to who I am was that with each new thing that I learned, it made the next thing easier to do once I was able to sit up, it made it easier to get dressed. And then once I was able to do that, it made it easier to do the next thing. So kind of built that momentum. Mariel White, thank you so much for joining us. You are truly an inspiration. Thank you so much for having me. Now that we know a lot more about her health and how she's overcome this it's amazing to see her like we we ran into each other on campus the other day you know and so (laughs) to see her back on campus thriving and doing well and 
really not taking her diagnosis as a death sentence mm. because that's really what it could have been. Um, it's outstanding. Her spirit, her ability to overcome, her willingness to share her story, it's beautiful. And it's a story of, of like redemption. Yeah, I'm also super inspired by how she holds herself accountable and how she really stresses just being treated like any other student. And, you know, she's someone who has very visible disabilities, as well as some that are invisible, like cognitive challenges and energy levels. So she's truly remarkable. Yeah, I think it's amazing how you can approach challenges and have like a certain mindset that will help you accomplish things that most people might see as impossible. The same way that the sports world embodies perseverance and accountability, having these exact same qualities are going to take her a long way as she moves into her career in sports communications. I think so, too. This is Unstoppable Minds, a podcast out of the University of Florida. I'm Dr. Kyla McMullen. And I'm Dr. Jeremy Waysom. Thanks for joining us. Unstoppable Minds is produced by Endeavor Content and Katherine Welch. Managing producer, Samantha Allison. Creative development by 160 Over 90 with Benjamin Riskin. Engineering and post-production by Amita Ganatra and Adam Allison. Unstoppable Minds, owned by the University of Florida, is created with many thanks to the talents of Allison Clark, Emily Cardinali, Matthew Abramson, Brianne Leanne, Wise Clairvoyant, and Brian Sandusky. If you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more information about our show and the awesome professors at University of Florida by visiting our website at ufl.edu slash unstoppable minds. Until next time, go Gators! Gators!